Hello everyone and welcome to this podcast. Today we will be talking to Dr Raj Burgle of Forth Valley Royal Hospital about his role in cardiac reporting. Welcome Dr Burgle to this podcast. Thank you very much. How are you today? I'm very well. Very well. So today we're going to talk about cardiac reporting here in Forth Valley Royal Hospital. Can you tell me a bit about how things started here? Yes, yes. So we're, we are, um, I'm a general radiologist working in a district general hospital, fairly large district general hospital in central Scotland. And we found ourselves in the position 10 years ago, in 2008, where we were upgrading our CT scanner. And I think we, we went from a single slice scanner to 64 slice, essentially overnight. Um, and were blown away by the image quality. Mm-hmm. And it's it suddenly meant that we could do cardiac CT, something we had no experience of. However, we had certainly a large number of patients coming into the front door with uh, chest pain. And so most of those patients had to, there was uncertainty as to whether they had coronary artery disease or not. Some of them were triaged to go and have urgent or elective cardiac imaging in the tissue center, usually Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And suddenly there we were with a scanner that was capable of doing coronary imaging. We had a very enthusiastic cardiologist, uh, Alistair Hargreaves, who wished to progress this. However, like all departments, we had a big oncology service. So where within your CT service do you start doing coronary CT? So what we tried to do, and uh, I... uh, agreed to help was to start doing coronary CTs and uh, Alistair was able to supervise the patient. And for that, he went on a course. Um, I couldn't get permission to go on the course because we had other uh, you know, important uh, priorities at the time in mm-hmm. oncology. But I agreed to look at the coronary CT, CTs, mainly to look for the non-cardiac side of things. And so that's how the... Uh, service was born and looking at the data we did we did just 40 cases in the first year and bumped that up to over 150 for the next few years Um, and have been going along doing over 100 cases per year the interesting thing is we felt at the time that the important thing we wanted to do was image the acutes and that was what we mainly did and it was fantastic so that's how we started we've continued on we should probably try and expand the service. The NICE guidelines have now changed this year and previous years. So we have expanded a little bit this year. So unlike some other departments and tertiary centres, for example, you're really quite closely associated with your cardiology colleagues, Dr Harkins in particular. Um, do you think that's a, a very useful relationship to have in terms of the, the, the vetting and the reporting? I, I think it's an excellent relationship. Um, and because we both complement each other and Alistair is able to give me very close feedback on the clinical side and how patients have done. Um, the problem we have is that there's just two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if myself or Alistair or both are off, then the service essentially falls falls down. Um, and and this is a problem. Um, we, this year advertised and appointed another cardiologist who 
will be involved. Uh, will be involved. So that's a great thing. Uh, so that's two cardiologists involved. Us as a radiology department, radiology team, we are 10 radiologists. We should be about 16. We are like all departments in Scotland and UK, probably the world. We are, we are under a lot of pressure. There is a big gap between capacity and demand. There's a huge oncology workload. So everyone wants a piece of us. And it's very hard for us as radiologists and even for managers to see how we do this. How can we expand the system um, and fund it adequately. Obviously, chest pain and coronary artery disease is extremely important, and it's as important as cerebral ischemic disease and leg ischemic disease. And for both of these other things, we have multiple radiologists involved. We do need to expand, but I don't have a good answer to the question as to how we move forward from here. We need radiology expansion desperately. In terms of the scan time, do you think you've got enough slots to fit more people in and it's more the reporting side is the limiting factor? Well, you know, a lot of NHS scanners do less work after five. It's becoming more common now, but, you know, having high-end kits sitting doing nothing isn't a good thing. So potentially you have capacity for scanning. So um, certainly in my experience as a trainee in Glasgow, uh, we have quite variable exposure to cardiac imaging, be that CT or MR or nuclear medicine. In contrast down south, they have you know, a much more rigorous exposure. They have quite a lot of exposure. Um, do you think that as registrars, cardiac imaging should be something routine that we would be exposed to much like you know, imaging in stroke or, or for oncology? Yeah. I mean, I have to say that why do we treat cardiac imaging and cardiac ischemia differently? to cerebral ischemia, mm-hmm. because as trainees, you will have exposure to those things. And surely, cardiac ischemia is as important. And, and so I, I do strongly think that all trainees should have exposure to it uh, somehow, and, and that probably would be the tertiary centre. Although I suppose if you expanded your service, you know, if it trickled down and you eventually got more people that were consultants and reporting routinely cardiac scans, your registrars would have more exposure just purely because there's more people doing it correct the only the only thing i would say about that is that the best training is when your service has an mdt type mm-hmm. uh, meeting and so that you get to review what's happened the decisions that are being made um, and working as a district general hospital you've got a tertiary center dealing with complex stuff then we don't have that and ideally we would have an MDT that involved us so so I would say actually the best training would be in that environment where you have a multi-modality multi-disciplinary team doing it but you know the other flip side of that is you could view economy CT as almost general investigation yeah why why not and you certainly can get that exposure in a tertiary centre So there's been quite a lot of discussion recently about the role that AI has in diagnostics. Does AI have a role in reporting in cardiac? AI, uh, you know, there are two sides to AI. There's there's, there's abnormality detection and there's abnormality interpretation. Mm -hmm. And I think AI will go down the route of detecting abnormalities. There is no reason why uh, the software could 
detect occlusions, for instance, just as it you know, can detect other nodules and, and whatever else. Interpretation is a different matter. I don't see AI interpreting. Although, you know, angiography, it could measure stenosis. But, and I, I'm sure AI will get better uh, as time goes on, but, but I think AI will be a great help to radiologists in the future as an assistant. Mm -hmm. That's reassuring. Yes, it is. <laughs> I may be wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's a fairly established practice that um, the cardiologists report these scans, um, which I suppose is relatively unusual. Um, other imaging types don't have, you know, the clinicians yeah. reporting their own yeah. studies. Do you think that cardiac reporting is something that radiology should distribute more widely to, to other departments, or should we hang on to it? I think that that's a very interesting question. And to be honest, I think it depends on the local situation. So um, here in Fourth Valley, it was advantageous to us to share it, to, mm -hmm. to have a, a radiologist and a cardiologist involved. I can't really speak for other hospitals. Maybe, you know, you know it depends on the enthusiasm and the personalities. And, mm -hmm. and, and that... Uh, opinion also applies to other areas, and I I don't particularly have anything against clinicians doing radiology in their area. Mm -hmm. It's a fairly controversial thing, but, but we've kind of got used to it with the vascular surgeons, yeah. um, for instance. So I I've got nothing against that, and, and if if it works, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's about the service to the patient. I guess the other question is, you know, should we involve non-health professionals. I know of situations where advanced radiographers are doing recalls. Could they report it? Well, yeah, I suppose we just have sufficient support from exactly. some clinical. But again, you know, that's very controversial. And I would, I am again a, bit, a similar opinion that it actually depends on the local situation. Okay. And so if it's a question of having no service or having a service where you're supported by whoever is necessary. Yeah, yeah to, to, to provide to for the patient. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I think cardiac imaging is certainly an area that I'm quite excited to get more involved in. And it sounds like both Valley have slowly but surely increasing their service for, for patients in this very central hospital in Scotland, which obviously has a demand for this particular service. Thank you very much for that interesting discussion, Dr. Burrow. Thank uh, you. Well, that's all we have time for today. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast about cardiac radiology. My thanks go to Dr. Raj Burgle for participating in this interview. Keep an eye out for the other BSEI Junior Committee podcasts on this theme. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye for now.